Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, February 22nd, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, uh, Buckeyes got, uh, I don't even want to say it's bad news. I think it was Ohio State's call, but yesterday uh, running back Devon Hubbard, uh, he decommitted from Ohio State. It sounds like it was because Ohio State wanted him to decommit, but you know, Hubbard decommitted. We'll talk about maybe some of the 2020 kids that at the running back position that Ohio State might land. But just your thoughts on Hubbard. He's a kid from your neck of the woods there in Arizona. Your thoughts on Hubbard decommitting from Ohio State? Yeah, it's really not a surprising. If you followed Ohio State recruiting over the last several weeks, all indications were that this was an inevitable uh, decommitment here. Once uh, news broke in, I know Bill, Bill Curlick on the board and his article said that when Ohio State was out uh, to Scottsdale to visit Jack Miller for spring evaluations, they didn't even talk to Hubbard. So that right there was a telltale sign that uh, they was hoping that he would look around. Obviously, uh, he's a kid uh, that really didn't elevate his game to the next level that Ohio State was looking for. So at, at this point in time, Ohio State feels pretty good about some of the other guys that they're targeting but you, you wish this kid nothing but the best. Hope he finds a place that fits him with the with the staff changes and the direction of what they're looking at as far as the running back position. They just felt like it was best if they part ways. Yeah, let's get into the running backs they might land in the 2020 class. They want to sign two, it looks like, from all indications and from everything we're hearing from sources, um, including our own Bill Curlick, as you mentioned, and Bill Green and uh, everybody else is buck nuts. Uh, Steve Wildfong for 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Director. It sounds like they want to land two running backs in this class, and that makes a lot of sense. As you look at this 2020 class, kind of break it down. Like, Who are some running backs who not only you would like to see them land? I mean, like, who are some running backs you think are legitimate possibilities for the Buckeyes to land in that 2020 class? Yeah, there's a there's a couple guys that they're really targeting. The one that really stands out right now, which could – probably be an imminent commitment is uh, DeMonte Traynum out of Akron, Ohio. I know uh, he's listed on 24-7 as an outside linebacker, but it's been said that Ohio State's recruiting him as a running back. I don't know if he's that primetime player that you're looking for out of that running back position. He's a four-star guy. I like him at the outside linebacker spot. Uh, he's supposed to be rumored to be committing uh, making his commitment fairly soon here, trying to get the process over with. So if they're if they are looking at him as a running back, um, that's one guy to keep a mind on. Obviously, if you want, they're going to swing for the fence for the five star West Coast guys, and keeping it in Arizona would be John Robinson out of Tucson. He is a home run hitter. Recently, a crystal ball for Ohio State popped up on twenty four seven. I know there were pictures surfacing recently that he was at a, a recent uh, 7-on-7 camp sporting Ohio State gloves. There's a lot of momentum starting to build here uh, with Robinson, who's also teammates with safety, uh, Lathan Ransom, who's headed to Ohio State this weekend 
for his official, unofficial visit. And if you follow social media, the, the people that are connected to him, supposedly Ransom uh, Dream School is Ohio State, and family members are pushing uh, for the Buckeyes there. So if Ohio State is able to land uh, Lathan Ransom at the safety position, trying to crew for John Robinson is a no-brainer, and Ohio State has a legitimate shot there. And then just swinging for the fences once again, just mention, you have to mention uh, Kendall Milton. Uh, I think he's a lone shot West Coast California guy. Obviously, uh, there are ties to Ohio there. He has family in the Midwest in Ohio. Uh, he's going to be making a, a visit to the Buckeyes. So never count out your horses whenever there's some form of connection with Midwest. But I look at him as more of a long shot. And then, and then going down south in southern Ohio, a name to keep uh, in the back of your in your mind is Tylon Parker out of Portsmouth, Ohio. He's a very under-the-radar guy. I mean, you talk about the kid doesn't even have a 24-7 recruiting page, up, but Ohio State is pretty heavily involved with him. He's a kid that out of Portsmouth smaller school that rushed for 2,500 yards uh, last year, 29 touchdowns, and recently Ohio State has asked for his transcripts. He, he visited the Buckeyes for the Michigan game. He's heading up there again soon. Probably this is his third or fourth visit uh, with Ohio State, sort of very interesting uh, in him. So the one thing with Tylon Parker, though, is he's so far under the radar. Teams don't – schools aren't aware of him. He does, Like I say, he doesn't have a page. Ohio State actually found him uh, through a huddle video. They, uh, he needs to get out to camps. I think this kid has the potential to really be a baller but he has to get exposure for himself. I know uh, close people close to him say that he's heading up to the Nike camp coming up in March, probably going to the Rivals camp down in Cincinnati. So I think Ohio State would prefer that he stays under the radar, but for the sake of his own recruitment, he really needs to get maximal exposure here. He's really far behind when it comes to kids in the 2020 class who are getting offers and getting looks. Um, his high school coach and those close to him definitely need to get his name out there. So that's someone to keep a mind on. But I'm not worried about Ohio State when it comes to the running back position. They're going to find talent no matter what. And I, I could see them swinging for the fences with the, with the national five-star guys. And also if they have room late in the class trying to sign some local in-state guys who they think has the potential to really contribute to this football team. That was a great breakdown, but let me ask you one question. What do you know about anybody from Portsmouth, Ohio? <laughs> well, those are my negative words. I'm from there, and so I, I follow this kid um, quite a bit here. So I, just just for my personal knowledge, I think he's probably, Tylen Parker is probably one of the best running backs to come out of Southern Ohio in years. And if you listen to what Ohio State's saying, they're telling him, Hands down, they think he is one of the top running backs in the state of Ohio. Obviously, uh, his name is not out there. Like I said, he has to get maximum exposure right now. He's very far behind in the recruiting process, but the kid is an ultra-talented football player. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he pushes for Mr. Football in the state of Ohio come next year. He's, he's a guy that could run for 3,000 yards next year. Think about that. 
And obviously the competition is not the best in Southern Ohio, but when you look at talent, you want to see a kid that's going to dominate the competition regardless of who they're playing against, and that's something that he does. He flat out dominates, and he really going to have to show his stuff at the Nike camp. I also think that he's going to be a, a camp kid that's going to need a camp at Ohio State, but uh, they're, very, they're very interested in him. Uh, with the coaching change, they're still uh, having a lot of contact with him, even from uh, Coach Meyer to Ryan Day. So it's just a name to keep in mind on. Obviously, Ohio State is going to put out uh, a lot of fillers and, and interesting guys, but I think he is a major, major talent that definitely needs to get that exposure. I love it. I love it. Yeah, for those that don't know, Jonah Booker, you know, went to Portsmouth, you know, played, you know, was a star high school football player there, played at Ohio University. So I had to throw that out there. Jay Book is from Portsmouth. What's funny, I don't know, I think I've told you this maybe once or twice. I, I don't know if you remember, but my wife's entire family is from the Portsmouth area. In fact, she was born in Portsmouth before moving to the Dayton area when she was like, you know, like three years old or something like that. So like, my uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law are both from Portsmouth. So we got Jay Book from Portsmouth. I have a future Ohio State running back from Portsmouth. So a lot of Portsmouth love here on the Bucknuts Morning 5 today. Uh, but, hey, before I let you go, my man, uh, what's crazy is, like, spring ball kicks off a week from Monday, March 4th. It's even crazy talking about March is next week. But, yeah, a week from Monday, March 4th, Ohio State kicks off spring ball. Kind of an interesting schedule. Nothing new. It's, they've done this since. Urban Meyer arrived pretty much, and now Ryan Day is doing the same thing where they practice for a couple weeks, take a week off for spring break, come back and practice for the remainder of spring. Um, the spring game will be April 13th, but uh, kicking off spring ball a week from Monday, uh, you know, offensively or defensively, just, you know, what's, what are uh, one or two things you're really looking forward to see, Jay Book? Obviously, all eyes are going to be on Justin Fields, the quarterback, just to see what he's going to look like in this Ohio State offense. I'm very interested to see what Matty Baldwin's going to do. Everybody's saying the kid is a major talent with his uh, tremendous arm and accuracy and his poise. I want to see how those, how both of those guys at the quarterback position. And the name that I want to see really take the next step is Jalen Harris at the wide receiver position. I know Stanley Jackson uh, a couple weeks ago said that when he went to practice, there were times where Harris really flashed and look like he's one of the best wide receivers on the team. Now think about that. You have three guys that just left to go to the NFL that's going to be drafted, and you have another crop of guys next year that's going to be drafted. And there were flashes that they believed that Jalen Harris was just as good or better than those guys. So he needs to really take that game to the next level. Consistency is going to be his key. Um, I know a lot of Hall State fans are going to be uh, all eyes on the offensive line when it comes to stud. He needs to have a big year. He really needs to bring those guys along. And then just on the defense, there's so many new pieces on that side of the football when it comes to the coaches. So just seeing what the overall defense is going to look like. Anything uh, is going to be better than what we saw last year. The linebackers absolutely need to play better. I have tremendous confidence in Al Washington that he's going to get those guys squared away, and I'm very excited what, what Hackley's going to do with the defensive backs as far as changing up their technique. One thing they're going to be doing different is they're not going to be in man coverage 100% of the time. Ohio State's going to trim back to that pattern matching 
type of coverage that you saw with uh, Chris Ash when he was here. So that's going to allow the, the defensive backs to get their heads around and actually find the football. So, so getting those young guys like a, a Tyreek Johnson and the, the safety from Oklahoma Proctor, getting those guys in the rotation is going to be big because you need to be able to hit on those high out-of-state uh, four- and five-star prospects. And uh, Damon, uh, Damon Arnett, that's a name that I'm going to be watching because he really struggled finding the football, passing interference, and holding penalties, and just getting uh, burnt several times in crucial moments. So I think the the addition of Halfley is going to be huge for his game because you can never have enough cover corners there. If if they can elevate him and just get him to calm down, clean up his techniques, find the football. There was many a times where he was in good position, but he got he got a little handsy or he never knew where the ball was at, and somebody burnt him over the top. That's going to be the major things. Obviously, there's a lot of talent there, but the coaching changes is something that I'm going to be very interested to see how that plays out in the spring. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. You can catch him on Twitter, of course, at jbook37. If you're not on Twitter, then get on Twitter and follow him. If you're on Twitter and you're not following him, what are you doing? At jbook37. Uh, appreciate it, Jay Book, and thanks to our listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate that as well. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Bye.